You're listening to Live Alive Podcast, a weekly dose of motivation right in your back pocket. I'm Jordan Johnson. And I'm Anissa Johnson. We're We're your hosts. hosts. Every week, we share thought-provoking conversations created to inspire you to bring the best version of you into everything you do. Think of us as the guide as you journey towards realizing your vision of successful and fulfilling life. Whether you're climbing the corporate ladder, building a business, or dreaming of being a stay-at-home parent, we're here to help you cultivate passion, purpose, and motivation in your everyday life. So have you ever noticed how as you're going through life, you're constantly asking yourself questions? Whether you're talking to yourself asking, you know, what's next? What what are we going to do next? Or what's next for me? Or what's my next big thing? Or you're asking yourself, you know, how, how did this go? Or where have I been? Or whatever it is. I think oftentimes like we get to a point where we are just striving for more. We ask ourselves what's next so much. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, where have we been and where are we now and what have we learned and really just this whole process of reflecting. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited about it because I feel like reflecting is a practice that is so beneficial to you as an individual, but it also is a beneficial to whoever is around you, whoever's in your sphere of influence, as you reflect and observe where you've been, it really can help you as you are informing and asking those questions of like, what's next? It's essential to take a look back at where you've been and what you've learned. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this too. I feel like, uh, you know, as the saying goes for business, you know, what isn't measured doesn't improve. Um, same goes for life. But I think what we don't examine and interrogate, um, you know, doesn't doesn't improve or doesn't change. Like it's not really all about addition. Sometimes it's about subtracting. So um, really excited to go down a reflective uh, road with you guys and um, explore and interrogate. You know what what that means for us um, and you know our approach to um, you know looking where we've been as well. And I think sometimes we don't reflect because we don't want to relive or rehash some maybe painful moments in our lives. Um, We just want to push past them. And so I think it's really important as we kind of talk to you guys a little bit about reflection and we reflect with you all to just kind of observe. We're going to be talking about a couple of different perspectives and you know, sometimes it can be, I don't want to say easy, but it's worth it, worthwhile to definitely reflect on your highs, but it's also worthwhile and essential to reflect on your lows. So we're going to get into that today and we're actually going to reflect with you guys. We are going to take a, a little bit of time to just look back at some moments and different lessons learned And so um, we're really excited to share this with you guys, and we're really grateful to be sharing it with you. So um, let's get right into it, Jordan. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm going to really think about and go back to, you know, some high moment for me. Um, I'm so glad that you made the point about, you know, how oftentimes, you know, people only want to look at and reflect about the highs and not really interrogate the low moments. 
Well, it's interesting because I also think that like, you know, as you give attention to the highs that you you also kind of like only reflect about the high moments of the highs. Like, for instance, I mean, I'm thinking about uh, from like a sports perspective, you see teams often do really well, either like win a big game when you know against a comp- opponent they shouldn't have have a big high a big moment mm. and then the very next thing after that the very next game very next challenge after that they just tank mm. they just struggle because you know to me i feel like reflecting on the highs and looking for lessons in the highs looking for things that like either were stand out of the way that your character was different the way that your approach was different and trying to make sure that you can scale those things and think about them more and put those things into the foreground versus the background, mm-hmm. that is really important for the highs. Not just to look at the high and think like, wow, that was great. Wow, that was fun. Oh, we did good. We won, etc." And then going about your day. So the high that I was thinking about, I mean, just so many things have happened this this year. Yeah. Um, tons of lows too. But, you know, one of the, the highs that comes to my mind is uh you know buying a house um that is that could be the whole story of my reflection in and of itself but there's other things but i'm gonna focus on that for uh the time being in this this conversation with you guys so I, i i was thinking about just the process of you know buying our first house and just how much i learned from that so just a quick sidebar a little bit about me to make this reflective moment makes sense so i tend to overthink a lot of things i'm just looking over you anisa (laughs) now for like your nod of affirmation on that because i know uh you would agree Mm -hmm. which you do agree you agree agree. right yeah right i tend to overthink a lot and i feel like the higher the stakes on something the more um i tend to think about it the more i want to reflect about it um the more I want to assess it, and a house is a really big deal, really big it's step a big to deal. take, right? Especially one if you've never purchased a home before, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot, and it can be a lot. And so, I mean, I started wanting to review. I mean, we bought our house in August of this year. And I probably started looking online through like the Zillow's, the Redfin's. I don't know, April, March, March. <laughs> it was March. Because uh, I really wanted to try to understand, you know, the market. Like, I'm the type of person in making, like, big decisions. I often want to, like, know everything there is to know. <clears throat> yes. And we had discussed our timing of when we were thinking about beginning shopping. I think we said that we were going to begin shopping for our house in July. And we had established that, I believe, at the beginning of the year during one of our quarterly finance meetings. And so then I begin to see Jordan... Um, looking for these houses at, at in March. In March, in spring, and I'm like laying in the bed at like midnight, scrolling <laughs> Redfin, as if I'm buying a house, or if we're buying a house in two weeks. I was confused. I was like, wait, should I should I be preparing? I thought we were. I thought we said June. So you were underperforming during those pre-nights. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but the the example here is it's like I really wanted to know everything that I mm-hmm. could about the market, and so I feel like honestly, 
just kind of reflecting on the moment and thinking about what maybe that meant for myself, I also feel like I probably overthink things more when it's a topic or a situation that I don't understand Mm -hmm. as well. So I feel like I need to, the very first step is I need to get smart on this. And that means like read everything, look at everything. (laughs) Um, I just feel like there were so many steps to the process from Mm -hmm. shopping to finance and appraisals and needing to show up for this thing to pull this document and for it to be a process and experience that is you know so grueling in a lot of ways and i'll admit i think we were blessed in the smoothness ultimately of our execution of buying this home but there's still a lot of steps i felt like that really exposed to me a lot about just how general deal making is done as well like it made something that seemed like a really tough almost unsurmountable mountain to climb climbable Hmm. and i felt like to experience the process of finding financing appraising approving and moving into a home could be made achievable and not only just achievable operational then i kind of was thinking about in the sense of okay what what other big thing am i like overthinking hesitating on that also in actuality can be made really operational can be really achievable Mm. even with my overthinking and overanalyzing approach to you know practically uh every major decision right so i mean it was a that was a high moment for me um which will probably be a high moment for you know several other years but particularly this year just because i felt like the steps were unfamiliar the steps were vast long um different and very achievable at the same time it's like every challenge that came through the process as you started to do it it became very apparent how achievable and um, obtainable the success of that particular step was like every challenge you were able to rise to that challenge you had the things and you could break it down if you went slow enough detailed enough and just you know overcome it and move on to the next thing to ultimately you have a home in your possession and i think you know to your point jordan about you you're calling it overthinking but i think that the absorption of that information for you was critical to be able to operationalize the process of buying a home as quickly as as we did quite frankly um and i don't want to gloss over that like i don't Mm. want to gloss over the fact that i think you you said it when we did get to the buying process it came with ease i will say and i don't say that as um a way to impress but to say like it did come with ease there was so much ease in it that was the opposite of the noise that we had heard around oh buying a home it's so complicated and this that and the other and all of these nightmare stories and i feel like a lot of times when you fill your head with other people's nightmare stories rather than getting to the facts which is what you had been spending those three four months leading up to us officially getting into the market you were gathering facts you were saying okay well I, yes i'm you were scrolling on redfin 
but you were also um, probably reading articles about, you know, how to how to get a mortgage, what documents you need, all of that stuff. Um, those were the things that I was reading. Like, hey, what do we need to do? Like all of these different things. And we pulled all of that documentation together. We did all of that pre-work. So it wasn't a surprise when the lender was like, yeah, you're going to need this, 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 and this. Okay, great. We have that all pulled up already <laughs> because we did the pre-work. So... I think that a lot, like what I'm hearing you say is that a lot of the knowledge gathering allowed for you to, I don't want to say make it simple because, but yeah, make it simple to really just look at the facts of at each step that can be so, you know, monstrous to you if you're just hearing other people's stories. Oh, well, they said that when they did the, lo- the lender and all of this fell through and you're hearing that story rather than saying, okay, here's a list of documentation that I need. Okay, I have all of that documentation or maybe you're missing something and looking at that and then making it simple. Um, and, and granted, there are some valid horror stories in home yeah, buying, yeah. but I think just to bring bring together what you were saying, Jordan, about it was the pre-work, I think, that allowed for the for the ease in in that process. I mean, I think you're totally right. And I think it was an experience as I reflect on it now of, you know, just being willing to accept the the value in some of my pre-work and mm-hmm. also being excited about trying to channel that pre-work and knowledge gathering and collecting of the data and thinking about it and assessing it into other avenues of our lives, other things that we want to accomplish and acquire and things like that too because i do feel like that was that's a great way to think about it of getting it to simple because i remember saying and even telling myself like when we started to go out and physically shop i wanted to be able to approach that scenario approach whatever house home area we were looking at and know relatively instantly whether it was good or bad Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and i felt like to be able to do that i needed to look at a lot of information Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like watching film to me for like a game. Like you're going right. to play this like big opponent that you feel like is the, you know, one you know thing or the place or group you want to you know conquer or win a win against. And you're probably going to want to study them so you at least get a sense of some tendency. Some stuff feels simple as it occurs. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is a group reflection. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I have you know weighed in on one of the pieces that. Has really, you know, been bubbling to the top for me as I reflect onto the year. But I want to give you that same floor that I've had, Anissa, to to, to you know, talk a little bit about what you're reflecting on. Yeah, for sure. So for me, I think I'm reflecting more on a theme rather than um, an event. Um, so I've been on this personal development journey, I think probably for two going on three years. And when I first discovered and dove into these topics and different um, books and different, um, you know, thought leaders in this space, I noticed a very stark difference in how I was feeling before I dove into personal development when I was, you know, just going through the motions when I was probably functionally depressed, high achieving through some level of depression, um, and just dealing with whatever life would give me, but not necessarily making the most of it. That was before, um, I started to discover personal development. I think it's why it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it is because, 
I dove into this space and I read all of these books and I started to meditate and I, you know, got into, you know, deeper into my um, relationship with Christ. And a lot of change happened really quickly. And I would say that I had never, I couldn't remember a time where I felt that alive. And so this year, I think, has been really interesting because I have been going through a lot of challenges, I think. Just, I've been going through one big overcurrent of a challenge, which is figuring out how to do uh, this new job that I have. Um, And it's been really stressful. And so a couple of months ago, I think I just realized what was happening. I realized that I was just waking up, going through the motions, And I was kind of starting to feel how I had felt previously, like before I got into um, personal development. And what I noticed that I was doing is that I started to look for a new thought leader. I started to look for a new book. I started to look for a new method, like looking up different YouTube uh, videos to see like, is is there a different way to breathe? Is there, what is, what are all these different methods? And there are so many different tools out there um and i was just looking for something different looking for something different looking for something different and then one day i woke up and i did not want to do the day like it very much could have been a day where i you know turned on my out of office told everyone i was sick and just was in the bed with the curtains drawn all day long um but i decided to not do that And in that moment, rather than looking for something new, rather than looking for a a new book or a new verse or a new whatever, I just went back to the old. And I went back to the things that were working for me. I read a verse, I journaled, I prayed and I did breath work and I took a shower and I put my makeup on and I went to work. And it was a fine day. It wasn't a great day, but it was a fine day. And I started to, in that moment, feel more like myself. So I feel like for me, what I notice is that like in this season and on probably a lot of seasons for me, it's not necessarily about discovering something new because what I was craving was that same level of transformation that I had had when I initially discovered personal development. Hmm. And I was looking for this vast transformation rather than reminding myself that it's the work. Like, this is what the work is. It's not going to be sexy all the time. It's not going to be this big transformation all the time. Most days, it is boring, mundane tasks and the discipline to be able to do that that is going to allow for me to live alive. And that, to me, I feel like is probably my biggest takeaway from this year because I feel like I spent so much time trying to find a new thing and drifting away from the principles and the tasks and habits that I knew were grounding for me. And so I would say that's, that's like my reflection is to just, it doesn't matter if it's something that's quote unquote old, if it's working for you, you don't need to go and find 
something new. You don't need to, it's a lot of time and energy to just waste trying to find something new, trying to find another answer, trying to see, like I was saying earlier, what's next, what's next. Okay, well, I did that, that worked, what's next? Rather than saying, okay, well, I did that, that worked. Why don't I do more of that? You know, um, like what you were saying, Jordan, like looking at those highs, looking at, you know, if you're looking at back at your, a good game that you had or looking back at film that you were from a previous game where you, where you were performing at your highest level and you say, okay, well, I did that really well. I'm going to do more of that rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, it's just, I think the biggest lesson for me, and I feel like if I, I hope I don't have to learn it again. <laughs> I just hope I don't have to learn it again. Uh, such is life, right? But that was that, that's a ama- amazing insight you're able to glean from that. I feel like pulling out themes from experiences can be can be challenging, but I think that takes a, a great deal of awareness, first of all, to be able to reflect in that way. Um, so that so that's I mean huge. I mean, and I think you know it's so interesting what you were saying about being able to realize what's working and going back to what's working and, and applying it. I feel like there's a real thing that like a lot of people do, um, a lot of challenge that we all have though, of like looking for another tool, looking for another, um, you, what, what did you name? You named another uh, leader, another another book. Yeah, <laughs> another podcast, another, just another, 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 rather than, I mean, I did so many things. I, I, I was practicing, I was practicing tapping, I was practicing um, Tai Chi, I was practicing so many different things and all of them were helpful, but none of them as profound and helpful and resonating with me as my prayer, as my meditation, as my journaling. So that's cool, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a part of my daily practice. Yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot. Um, it, and, and I think that's like a good framework in a way to think about how to reflect too mm. of like what is first of all looking at maybe what has been a high what has been a low how do you feel during those moments I mean thinking about how you felt during certain experiences I think helps us figure out and classify what's a moment where I felt a lot of joy felt a lot of positive momentum yeah Mm-hmm. that's probably a high you know what's the moment where maybe i felt some some version of a depression some version of an angst some version of like some immovable wall in front of me maybe that was a low mm-hmm. and then understanding what feelings you were you were feeling in certain moments and classifying them then it's about like as you were saying assessing what you were doing what your actions were in those moments like I know a lot of you know athletes like to think about it as like playing the tape in their mind, but like we all have this very very amazing tool that will always be with us in our heads mm-hmm. as a brain that gives us this playback, gives us this playback uh, reel for these moments. I mean, if your memory is like mine, sometimes it's challenging to pull off the <laughs> shelf up there, but. In most cases, like you can recall, like what what your actions were in in like these various scenarios. I feel like that's a pretty significant early step in having some framework on on, on reflecting on what what's happened in, in in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that is really important as you reflect 
yes, you ask yourself questions and I think you go deeper and you think about your feelings, but it's super important to not be judgy towards mm. yourself, wow, right? Yeah. Because that's what we do. We, we've talked about the inner voice. We've talked about our belief systems and the stories that we tell ourselves. And it's really important when you're reflecting is to just watch the story that you're telling yourself. Um, I like words. So, of course, I <laughs> looked up the definition of reflect before we um, started to record this episode. And in addition to, you know, the reflection, as you might think immediately is to, well, how we're talking about it is to to think on or to, you know, to spend thoughtful time thinking on it. That is a secondary definition. But the primary definition of reflect is to throw back without absorbing it. Wow. So when you see re your reflection on water, when you see the light reflect off of water, when you see your reflection in a mirror, that is... Um, that image or that surface throwing back without absorbing it. And so I want you, as you start to reflect on, you know, your moments, and it doesn't have to be this big grand thing. It can, it can be, and I, I would argue that it should be something that you practice often, but I want to encourage you to, as you throw back your memories, as you look back to not absorb it and to not make it mean something bad about you to not you know sit in if you're especially if you're looking at a low um which is kind of what i what i just did with you guys if you're looking at a low you i want to encourage you to just be objective and to not absorb it but to to truly reflect it and allow yourself to learn from it and to really be mindful of any stories or thoughts that come up as you reflect so that you can actually use it. Because if you start to get fall into the trap of telling yourself a negative story or making a new uh, belief system out of your reflection, it's, it's, not, it's going to be detrimental to you. So it's really important as you go through this exercise to really just, you know, be objective and, <laughs> and to not judge yourself. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope that it leaves you feeling inspired to actively pursue your goals and live alive, whatever that means to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell us what you think by leaving a review. Reviews help more people like you discover the podcast. I'm Anissa Johnson. And I'm Jordan Johnson. We'll see you next time on Live Alive Podcast.